stay excellent. And just no matter how much timing and how much work that you do, somebody is always going to, something is going to happen. Mm-hmm. In my case, you know, I was, you know, a lawyer. And then one of the lawyers I was working for got arrested. Ooh. And girl, it's a whole story. It's, I'm spilling the tea. But how I had an employment contract with him to state that I was not a partner in his company. This was 400 lawyers. Oh my goodness. But, you know, if I did not have my paperwork correct, I could have been on the, on, you know, the hook for $400 million that he swindled. It was a big old scandal, girl. I love to talk about it. Welcome to the Cool Sword Podcast, where we interview amazing women in Black Greek letter organizations. I'm your host, Rashawn Ali, and I am so very excited to have the one and only Lisa Bonner joining us today, who is a member of... Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated, of course. Yes. yes honey. How are you today? I'm good, Rashawn. It is so good to see you. I am great. Good. It's good to see you as well. Uh, we had a chance to sit down Maybe what this was prior to the pandemic when yeah. we did a live yes. Cool Sore podcast taping at the gathering spot. Yep. Uh, but this time we get to be a little bit more intimate to find out everything that you have going on, all of your background. I, I like to get to the T. Okay. And you like to get I, to the I, legality. Yes, honey. We're going to talk things. about all of it. I'm so, so excited. Yes, you are a 20 year vet in entertainment and intellectual property. Now you are a brand new author, but let's take it all the way back. Yes. Were you always interested in the law? <laughs> that is so, it's it's laughable to me because no, okay. I was not. Okay. I was never interested in being a lawyer. I actually didn't know what I wanted to do. Like, I just knew that in my family, like everybody has graduate degrees. Right. And I was working as an investment banker and I hated it. And mm-hmm. I hate numbers and I hate all that stuff. Yeah. So, I was like, I got to do something. And so I, I knew I couldn't go to grad school to get an MBA because I had to take the GMAT and that involved math. So I was like, <laughs> well, yeah. you know, I know it sounds crazy, but it was like, well, what else can I do? I can write and I can reason and I can do all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm from the Midwest. Like we didn't have like, I mean, everybody is a doctor, a lawyer or has a government job mm-hmm. or a teacher. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, when I grew up. So I didn't like have like big dreams of even being an entertainment lawyer. It's just kind of like I fell into it. But I had bigger dreams than, you know, just being in St. Louis. No shade to St. Louis. Right. I just wanted to leave. You know, I just wanted to get out. And then you you went to Boston College for undergrad. I did. I started there. Yeah. Hated it. Really? I did. Why? Because I felt, you know, we we could talk. I thought the white people were very racist. Okay. There were people like uh, about... 80, 90% of the student body was from like a 50 mile radius of the school. Okay. And this was, I'm dating myself, but this is back in the, like in the eighties where Mm -hmm. people still hadn't seen a black person in real life, you know? And, um, I just felt, you know, like it was a small town, uh, mentality, white folks, you know, and I was like, y'all just, okay. You just didn't feel. I just did not feel welcome and inclusive. And I've always been that girl, that Mm -hmm. black girl, you know? So, um, but I would have stayed, but I, transferred schools because, you know, I guess this is just God moving the needle. They didn't have a journalism program. And so I went there as an economics de- 
major. If someone who hates numbers, go right. figure, right? Girl, I didn't know what I was doing. It's fine. I, I didn't know what I was doing when I first went to school. So, but you It's know, hard to yeah. really figure out what it you is. really want to do at 18. Yeah, it is. And my brother went to BC. So I was like, oh, you know, I'll just go there. Yeah. And we could not be more dissimilar. Like he's a chemistry major, math minor. Girl, so I can't string any number, you know, like numbers and formulas together. So we are very different and um, we socialize differently. But, uh, yeah, so. yeah. 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 So so when you went to the University of Missouri at Columbia, what is it? Columbia School of Journalism. Yeah. Yes. Um, how? What, talk to me about the difference um, from Boston College to, to that experience. Well, it was a state school and it was a much larger and more diverse population, which I enjoyed. Like, I loved it. And, it you know, it's, I'm being from St. Louis, two and a half miles away. I had a lot of friends there already. I had already pledged. So I had my sorors there. Mm-hmm. So it was just kind of like, you know, what I felt. It was a microcosm of an HBCU, like for real, because it was we were very inclusive. Okay, on you know on the yard in at Mizzou, so you know, so it worked out. I loved it. You know, got a great great education. Yeah, and, you know, had fun. A lot of fun in the process. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. <laughs> and so so fast forward to yeah. you you know playing out your life as an attorney. Mm-hmm. You know, when I talk to attorneys, they either love it or yeah. they absolutely hate it. Yeah, where do you fall in? I love it. Okay. I, ironically, I do. Um, but, you know, it's because I do something that I am, that I enjoy, you know? Um, and I've been practicing for 25 years. That's a long time. And about year 20, right around when I moved here, even though I did move here to do production, I still was very, very burnt out. Like mm-hmm. I was having, I was like, I'm, I'm done. So I wasn't accepting any new shows. I didn't take on any new clients. And I was traveling like around the world, like writing for different magazines and, you know, taking a lot of class uh, trips on my own and, you know, selling my story to different, you know, publications as, as a as a writer yeah. and still kind of still practicing. But um, that kind of hit the reset button for me because you're doing something for two decades and you're like, I just need I'm a tired. break. Yeah, I am tired. Yeah. You know, and then I did that hard for like you know, about a year and a half, two years. And then I was like, you know what? I'm ready to go back to work full time and start with productions again. So I have crafted my life and my practice to be something that I really enjoy. So that is why I particularly love it. And also I'm a transactional attorney, which is different than a litigator. Litigators go to court, transactional. We're the people that put the contracts together. So (sighs) if you see a show on television, I could have been, I've could represent either a writer, director, the production company that actually puts the show together and done all the legal work to bring all the cast together or an album, you know, representing the artists or the, you know, production company. Um, So what I do is it's, it's fun. That you know? sounds that yeah. sounds like you get but to pick a lot what you want right. to do. Yes. Like so you yes. might be it might be a television show one day right. and it may be an artist the next day. Yeah, and I'm working on all of them kind of simultaneously. Yeah. yeah. What would you say is your greatest accomplishment in the television space? I mean, I know you had some, a um, lot of shows that have been greenlit and that you've worked on. What would you say is your most favorite? Um God. or can you? I don't have a favorite. Okay. You know, I like scripted and unscripted equally. I like pro- I like production. I, I can say my the least favorite for me is music because of the culture. Yeah. You know, um it, it's just, you know, there's like no particular time frame. Like, right, you can show up to the studio and there's like, you know, 5 hours late and there's just yeah. there's and then you know, they're, supposed, they're like, like 
You they know. have no regard right. that you've been and sitting there like, for five hours. Yeah, and I, you know, for me, like that caused a lot of overage for, you know, a client, you know. And so I like the, the I like structure, right? I like, I'm prompt, I'm on time. So, of course, I like where there's unions involved. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get forced call, overtime, yeah. you know, meal penalties and stuff. It does not apply to me by any, by any stretch of the imagination. It applies to the production. Mm-hmm. So you're going to start on time and you're going to finish on time. Right. Right? And I like that. You like that? I like that. I, li- I like structure. Okay, good. <laughs> so I want to get into this book that you have written. Yes. The Legalities of Entrepreneurship. Yes. The Legalities. Yes. I love that. I yes. love that. Why do you feel like it was so important to, to write this book and put it in layman's terms? Uh, that's a very good question. I felt it was important to write this book because there are, are so many the let me just take take a step back the reason another reason I enjoy what I do is because I do it on my own terms right I am an entrepreneur and I have been an entrepreneur for about 20 of the 25 years I've been practicing which makes it easier for me I don't have to work for somebody I don't have mm-hmm. to have a client I don't like I don't have to work on a production that I don't want to do I don't have to if somebody you know whatever it is I call the shots I eat what I kill and um and but you have to know how to run your business like a business. And and in my practice, because I represent a lot of entrepreneurs and companies as well, so many people don't know how to put a business together. They're like, oh, I started my LLC and that's that. Yeah. And it's like, girl. Who are you talking to, okay, girl? Who are you right. talking I'm to? Like, <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. You yeah. know, and so I and so I, you know, I have the knowledge. I have the war stories to back it up. Um, I have the, um, I want to help people, right? And I have the tools to to bring it to people because, I mean, this, this book is a complete reflection of me. Right. And it really teaches you how to build your business from A to Z. Or you can pick it up any time in between. If you have a question about, oh, should I, you know, start an LLC or a corporation, you could pick it up. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for funding, you could pick it up and look for the, at that chapter. But I also wanted to tell people about the stories and the the war stories and the anecdotes and how to live your life successfully and with excellence and start your business and with excellence and balance. But so you had an advantage because you kind of knew in the beginning, like how to do it. I learned in the beginning how right. to do it. Nobody sat down and taught me how. There was no course that taught me. But legal. you took courses as an attorney. Right. But you put it all together. <laughs> you know, and, and there's different kinds of attorneys, right, you know. Right. Um, and that's what I talk about in there. Like people like, oh, well, you know, people come to me all the time. I have a case and I'm like, OK, first of all, I'm not a litigator. Mm-hmm. I don't go to court. You know, so that's the first thing. Most people don't even realize there's a ton of different kinds of attorneys. Like you wouldn't go to a brain surgeon to have open heart surgery. Right. You know, it's the same with a lawyer. We're very different. So I'm not a big corporate attorney at all. If you want, you know, your you want your package to be put together where you have stock options that are deferred and all that, that's not, that book is not for you, Mm -hmm. right? That's not the book. We're talking about entrepreneurs who are starting their businesses and how to do it right. And this is what I'm telling, I'm giving the reader the tea on how to do it because it's not that difficult. It's out there. Right. You know, the information is out there, but you can hire a lawyer to do it. You can hire your accountant to do it. Or 
and or you can hire both and all you know you need a team of people mm -hmm. no woman is an island and that's what i talk about in there that i didn't know how to, i don't do my taxes right i don't run my payroll i don't know how to do all that stuff i just know it needs to be done in order for me not to owe uncle sam any money mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. in order to make sure that my taxes are filed on time in order to make sure that my corporation has a certificate of good standing yeah. And to make sure that I'm paying taxes in both New York and Georgia, you know. Yeah. And those kind of things. Yeah. So it's all of that is in there, you know, mm -hmm. and I had to pay, I pay people to do it. Yes. You know? So that's what it's it really kind of takes. It takes you through all of it, the, the, <laughs> all the steps. So what would you say, like for, for somebody like me? And I, we, we talked about this uh, briefly before we got started. Yeah. You know, I have an LLC. I have an escort. I have a nonprofit. And it's like, yeah, but I was like what the person that you said. Yeah. Some people just get an LLC and they just get an LLC. And right. I was like, who are you talking to? That's me. Right. Um, and I feel like, <laughs> you know, when people may look at my life, they were like, oh, she's got it all together. Yeah. Sis just really getting it tight. You know yeah. what I mean? Is it ever too late? No. Yes. That's what I, I mean. You know, it's once bitten, twice shy, or, or it's easier to start it from the beginning. But a lot of people just don't know what they don't know. Right. And so I'm I have the ability to really kind of talk to like people look at me and know, like you could say a whole bunch of stuff about me. Most of it's good and true. <laughs> but one thing that you will consistently hear about me is Lisa Bonner knows her stuff. stuff. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Like I know how to I know how to lawyer and I know how to run a business. Yeah. And so with that in mind, I want to tell you that it's not too late. Right. It's not too late because if you get in trouble, if you if not you, but if anybody gets dinged by the IRS, they're going to be more um, apt to, to, you know, course correct. Right. Mm -hmm. And so this is to really help you to start. If, you know, like if you have formed your LLC, depending on what state you're in, you might have to do another step. Like if you're in New York, for example, you have to file, um, you know, for a name publication in a newspaper. A lot of people don't know that. Hmm. And so you go to, to New York and you just file an LLC and you're like, well, OK, and that's not all you have to do. You know, in, in California, you have to file a, a franchise tax, you know, so you're not an $800 tax. So you're not really official until you do that. So there's steps, yeah. you know, that people it, it's the information is there. And, you know, I started an LLC. Well, why did you start the LLC? What is why? That's well, you know, I started it because right, I know that was a rhetorical right, question. Right. But no, that, and that's why I want to yeah. ask people, like, why do people why did you start an LLC? And and when do you start it? You started for protection from your from taxes and from from liability to shield your business from mm -hmm. your personal assets. Right. But it has to be set up correctly. Right. And, and it has to make sense. Right. And it has to be done legally because if it's not done legally, you can't use it as a tax vehicle and it could you could pierce, you know, the corporate veil to mm -hmm. shield your assets from liability. Right. You right. Know, so those are the two reasons that you do it. But you have to make sure it's done properly. Right. So I did it because uh, I wanted to when I was blessed to be on Sister Circle, yeah. I wanted to pay myself through my business. Yeah. And so my my CPA said this is what we, we need to do. And so I did it that way. But did then you file an S Corp election. Now tell me, See? It, wait, 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 wait. So I have another business that's uh -huh. an escort. Okay. That is in my name. Mm -hmm. So is that smart? It depends, you know, and I always tell people to really talk to their accountant because it depends on how your business is set up. A lot of people, if they're paying themselves a salary, or you could do an, an LLC with an S-Corp election. The differences of an LLC is that 
you pay yourself a reasonable value of your services. Okay. Right. So you don't pay self-employment tax. You don't pay these other taxes that you would pay if you were an uh, an LLC with an S corp election or a corporation that files an S corp election. Oh, I know it, but I break it down real simple in the book. Right. Right. And so there's different, there's tax benefits, obviously for you. If, if you file as, as an S corp, because you, your profits can flow, your pro, you're not double taxed on your profits from the business. They flow through right. your taxes to your, per, they flow through from your business to your personal income yes. tax and your tax one time. And so your tax That's what he said in that email yeah. the other day. Okay, right. it's yeah. all coming so it's together. it's all coming back. Right, right, <laughs> right. That's good. So when people, you know, close this book. Yep. What is like the, what would you say, is, there's so many takeaways, is the greatest takeaway you have the art of saying no. You have trademarks, which is very important. Yeah. Copyrights. Yeah. So many different things. But what's the most important to you? Um, the most important to me would probably be the structure of the corporation and hiring independent contractors versus employees, understanding the difference. There's a big difference. Bet yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. He was like, oh, I'm just going to 1099 somebody, but they have somebody working from them from nine to five that every day of the week and they're coming into an office and going to give them a, a 1099. It's like that girl, that's, that's an employee. Yeah. And you best know that that's an employee because Uncle Sam, the IRS, both federal and state are coming for you. Yes. <laughs> you know, like, because, so I want people to know the difference. Mm -hmm. So those are the two, I think, there's so much knowledge in there. It's hard for me to pick yeah, one, but absolutely. I always say you have to make sure that you have properly laid the foundation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. and you talk more about that uh, on your own podcast yeah. too. Uh, yeah. How is how is your podcast like set up? And you give the tea as well. How do you? Uh, I do, and balance girl, that? I'm trying to figure out how to balance it because you know how producing these podcasts are. It's a lot. Yes. So I'm on hiatus, maybe coming back for another season. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, you know, I do talk about that. You know, I really talk to people about how they got to where they were because. What I want to do in my podcast is, you know, a lot like, you know, we are empowering, you know, people mm -hmm. and, and you're empowering sorors and cool people of the Greek alphabet and so many others. But <laughs> right. on mine, you know, it's really entertainment focused. Right. Mm -hmm. And so giving people an understanding of how things work behind the scene, what it takes. And it, but it's very similar to the book. I'm always digging into how. And don't think you're the only person that this has happened to. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so that's what the book is about. It you could pick up any book and and I'm and I'm going back and forth. I know about the it's podcast totally and, yeah. the, and the but we're just having a conversation. Right. It's all good. But you know, it's the 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 thing is that I think this is most important for for entrepreneurs to understand is it happens to everybody, yeah. right? And you know. If you have forewarned, it's forearmed. So in, in between the book that I talk, you know, I give you the A to Z on how to structure your own business. I have what's called tea time. And I sit down with the reader and I give you war stories, cautionary tales, anecdotes, and first person real life stuff yeah. that has happened to me. Wow. On how or, you know, me or stories mostly it's for yes yeah, first person yeah and just stuff that has happened in my life on you know so the first half of it is really you know how to really stay excellent and just no matter how much timing and how much work that you do somebody is always going to something's going to happen mm -hmm. in my case 
you know, I was, you know, a lawyer. And then one of the lawyers I was working for got arrested. Ooh. And girl, it's a whole story. It's, I'm spilling the tea. But how I had an employment contract with him to state that I was not a partner in his company. This was 400 lawyers. Oh, my goodness. But, you know, if you I did f- not have my paperwork correct, I could have been on the on, you know, yeah. the hook for $400 million that he swindled. It was a big old scandal, Ooh. girl. I love to talk about it. It's, yes. a, it's a scandal. But, you know, I wasn't I wasn't implicated because I was Cause you didn't, I didn't do anything. My hands were clean and you I had, had the legality. I, I knew how to structure my my yes. paperwork correctly. Yes. yes. And so that's what I'm talking about. You know, but had I not, you know, when they came in there and tried to unroot and were unraveling the firm, as, you know, through the court, the bankruptcy court, I knew. And I'm like, here's Lisa, my paperwork. Lisa was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Here's yeah. my stuff. Here's, you know, how I build my clients. Yeah. So, but yeah, so I, so that's why I really do get into, you know, people's lives and, mm-hmm. you know, really trying to find out their stories because, you know, we all come from, you know, different backgrounds and we're all out here trying to do guys work. Yeah. You know, Lisa, I've seen you. Uh, we, we've been in the same places. We've been to events together. I, I, I follow you on Instagram. I've, I was enamored of you because of your travel in the very beginning. I'm glad that you wrote this book because now people get to know that part of Lisa because yeah. you don't go around saying, you know, right. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a lot of shows <laughs> that I've you know written contracts for and then got greenlit. Why do you keep that to yourself? Um. You know, I don't know. I get that so, I get that a lot. Like, I do get that a lot about, you know, the people I represent or the shows that, you know, that I've done, you know, and just, you know. Look, you're uncomfortable now. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I always say, I wish I had more. It, it's just my, it's my work, you yeah. know. And I, and I, like, I put in the thank you. I'm so honored that people trust me with their livelihoods. Like, this is really something that I don't do for sport. It's something that, you know, for each show that I represent, there's 200 people, you know, whose livelihoods are counting on the fact that this go off without a hitch. Mm-hmm. You know, the album saying, you know, it has to be brought in under budget, you know, and that so many people are going to listen to. You know, so it, for me, I don't really it, it doesn't become real until I see it, you know, about to be on television. Yeah. Like I was watching the news this morning and becoming a pop star was they're doing, you know, some uh, trailers for that. And they had a couple of people interviewing on Fox. And I was like, oh, that's my show. Wow. You know, like, oh, and I couldn't, you know, like I I don't even I haven't even seen any, you know, a lot of the show. Yeah. You know, a lot of a lot of it. You know, are you doing like the whole background work for all the, you know, so I I yeah. I'm, now you see, oh, yeah, hey, you just like, sipping yeah, your coffee like, on wow. my show. This it's amazing. It's fantastic. That, <laughs> <Yeah>. That's me. <laughs> that's me. But sometimes you got to bask in it. Yeah. You got to bask in yeah. it. What, what, what do I, I mean, besides the travel, I know that you travel journalists or whatever, but I just, you have inspired me so much just oh, thank you. because of the, the way that you immerse yourself in travel. Where did you get that love for, for travel from? Um, Cause I know that came yeah. before People said, hey, we'll pay you to do this. Yeah. Or, you know, can you write about this? Yeah. Um, I think I probably got it from my dad. I, you know, my dad my dad was in the military and he had that wanderlust as well. And, um, you know, we 
traveled when I was younger, but, you know, we weren't going to Europe, you know, like most black families back in the day weren't going, you know, to Europe. But we did take nice, you know, vacations. We would go to, you know, Mexico, the Caribbean, you know, different places. And he would take us, you know, through the Pacific Northwest. And, you know, um, so I just grew up kind of traveling. And then just St. Louis, people don't understand when we grew up, it was such a different age because the Internet has it, the globalization of everything it just you you know you can be anywhere mm-hmm. right but growing up in St. Louis other than like our summer vacations I wasn't going away for spring break you mm-hmm. know like I wasn't doing that like you know the kids nowadays they're taking five and six they're taking oh. trips like adults right yeah, t- t- ask my daughters <laughs> you know, right I know exactly <laughs> we weren't doing that yeah. so like I would I remember I was at home watching MTV and I saw a Duran Duran video that was for Save a Prayer. And it was shot in Sri Lanka. And it was the most beautiful video I had ever freaking seen in my whole life. And I mean, they were just traipsing through the jungle and these big, you know, statues of the Buddha and this lush, like, rainforest. I was like, well, I know what I want to do. Wow. And I just remember saying, I just like want to, I just want to go to Sri Lanka one day. Yeah. And then I went to Sri Lanka one day and Come then I on. wrote about it. Wow. In Yahoo Travel. And the, my editor was like, you know, and because I happened to, we were going to all these UNESCO sites and I was like, I'm kind of like going through a Duran Duran video. And she mm-hmm. was like, I love that idea. And I was like, you know what? I do too. Like I literally went through a Duran Duran video. Like, and you know, I was that girl. I liked all kinds of music. music yeah, I, yeah. I liked every kind of music. Yeah. And you know, I may or may not have had a crush on John, um, <laughs> John Taylor, Taylor, one of those guys. Yeah, John, I think it, yeah, I don't I know. It, it was one of them. <laughs> but, um, you know, but I, I just I love music and that was an escape for me. And so that travel, like I just love to, to see that. And then, you know, I started out of all the 84 yeah. countries that you've been yeah. in. What's your top three? I would say Sri Lanka is up there. I, I love like the Far East. Like, I, I think Bali is amazing. I love, you know, Burma, like Myanmar. You know, I liked, um, I liked Israel. Wow. You know, it's, it's really sad. Like, I, if, you know, travel not only for it being so beautiful, it really gives you a sense of culture, right? And to know that these people are people. Like, for instance, I'm looking at all the people who have left Russia. Yeah. Not only Ukraine. Right. But the people, the ordinary citizens that live in Russia. And I went to Russia and I have stood like, you know, in Bolshevik Square or wherever, like all these, you know, that like, and you see these people and the Russian people were so nice. And people, mm-hmm. and I went over there as, um, as a guest for, Russian Fashion Week. What? Of all things. And I was like, ain't no black magazine going to put that out. Like, nobody cares about Russian, Russian Fashion Week. Right. And I told the girl, she was like, come anyway. I was like, okay. Wow. So, um, and not to say that nobody cares about it, but there's so many other big, you know, like it was going to be hard for a magazine to pick it up. So I don't want to sound you mm-hmm. know, like that. But so what I'm saying is that when you see people, real people that are over there, like just living their lives, you know, under a freaking dictator. Yeah. You know, who it, you have now they don't they have state run media. It's crazy, you know. And so to be over there and to see it and then it's like, 
And the girl who invited me was Ukrainian. Wow. Ironically. Man. You, you, I, you know? I think it's, I think that what, what you're alluding to is that yeah. you get to see people, like you, you get do. to see humans or, because the media people, will make right, you think, think that, that everybody's everybody under Putin and doing, yeah, ex, doing like, exactly no, what it says it's and not agrees that way with it. at all. Yeah. And, and you know, like, just like everybody else, there, you know, no culture is monolithic, right? That's just not how it is. Sure, you have your pro Putin supporters and, you know, all that, but uh, there, most of the people there, it's very, you know, it's westernized. They had Starbucks and McDonald's, you know, they have certain media that they could, you know, get, you know, and they travel. Mm -hmm. So they, they're not under like, you know, a an iron curtain, you know, so they have regular everyday citizens and people that have had to literally flee because they don't agree with what's going on right, over there. Right. And, you know, God knows, you know, and we know that we just have this, you know, certain affinity for what, you know, the Ukrainians in our hearts mm -hmm. because of what's going on. But on the flip side of it, you know, the, a lot of Russians are being run out too. So that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Like you get to see, nobody will realize and even stop to think about it. Like, because you never, you, if you don't go, you don't, you don't know. really know. Yeah. And yeah. so that's what I, that's what I love most about traveling. The, the, the human element of it and really getting to see people. Yeah you know, mm -hmm. and knowing that we're all the same, you know, and very few people, you know, people are, are more good than bad. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. So especially when you're rooted in love. Yeah. So back at Boston College, you became a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. Yes. Did Alpha Kappa Alpha choose you or did you choose Alpha Kappa Alpha? It chose me. Okay. For sure. I mean, I would have not have chosen any other way, mm -hmm. but, you know, I am a legacy. Um, my aunt and my mother. Okay. So, I mean, if I even probably looked at another sorority, <laughs> it was like, girl, you know, so. Yeah. But, you know, I, like I said, I don't, I couldn't see it any other way. Yeah. I yeah. love my sororities. When it's all said and done, Lisa, what are the three words that you want people to remember you by? That's a good one. Um, that's a good one. Um, three words, love, smart, and fun. Yeah, that's you. Yeah, right? That's you. Thank you. Love, smart, and fun. Yeah. Beautiful. I think Beautiful. that would sum it up. Yeah. Yeah. How can people support you with the legalities of entrepreneurship? Well, you can buy it anywhere. Books are sold on Amazon and um, you can follow me on Instagram or out at everywhere at Lisa Bonner. Very, keep it simple, right? Keep it simple. Yes. Yep. LinkedIn, all of it. Good. At Lisa Bonner. Twitter. I, I guess I need to really kind of start getting my Twitter back on. I love Twitter. I do too. But I don't I don't use it. I don't either. I know. <laughs> you you know, love it I, and you don't use it. I think it. when we had the former president mm -hmm. in Shall Remain Nameless, it just, that kind of took the fun out of a lot of yeah. my social media. Okay, gotcha. You know, so I was like really active and I was like, I just can't be consumed by it. And that's, again, we talk about in that book is balance. Mm -hmm. You know, balance is so important, you know, and. Um, I got one more question. Yeah. Who made you so fearless? Well, what made you so fearless? Because you, it seems to me that when you think about it, yeah, damn it, you do it. Yeah, that that's interesting. My parents and my brothers, my fa my immediate family, I would say, I would say my dad and my brothers, because I have a lot of male energy. Mm -hmm. My mom is like, you know, she's like the doting mom, you know. Um, but I think it would be my dad and my brothers. Yeah, and. And God, for real. 
Because, yeah. I mean, I'm the only daughter. I'm the only girl. I'm seven years younger than my youngest brother. Your baby girl. Six, six years younger. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm the only girl for four generations. Oh, my goodness. Isn't that crazy? Oh. So, yeah. So, you know. And when I wanted to start my business, I told my mom, I was like, well, Bucky, that's my oldest brother. That's his nickname. I was like, well, you know, he's an entrepreneur. He's he's a doctor. He had, you know, but people don't think when you go to the doctor, most of them are not, unless they're with a Kaiser right. or they something. They have private practice. They have private practice. Right, right. And so when I told my mom that, she was like, oh, okay. So what could she say? <laughs> right. Nothing. Yeah. But so support that her, was baby. it. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And here, 20 it. years later, I'm like, ha That's right. You that's know? right. Well, thank you so much for being a part Thank of the brand new you. season of the Cool Store Podcast. I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And congratulations Thank on you a new so season. much. Yes. And I'll be tuning in. Thank and you. I'm glad to be here. Absolutely. Make sure you get it the legalities of entrepreneurship with the one and only Lisa Bonner. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yes, that you're welcome. Sweet. That was juiciness. <laughs>